What's this podcast called? Two episodes from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh, luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No. I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for Winner Homo. God damn it, Hello, everybody. Juan, can you see me? Remember last week you couldn't eyes. see me? Oh, because you were... What What the hell happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Explain. I was in the Matrix. Um, but yeah, welcome to Podcast from Planet Weird. Uh, we're Juan and Sarah, and... I'm in the Matrix and Juan's not. And I'm having distress. Uh, this is episode 180 of this podcast where we, you know what we do. We talk about old movies from back in the day, you know? Yeah, like Horton Here's a Who. Except we back have in the never day. done that. And we never will. I don't know that we will. <laughs> do you like watch, them? Did you? No. Did you? I never saw it. The only movies that I ever saw that like I thoroughly enjoyed that were like, who the hell that was Dr. that neo Nazi? Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, him. Um, I only liked the Cat in the Hat and uh, barely and oh, uh, the Grinch for sure. And you already made me watch Cat in the Hat. Yeah, and we but already we still did. Watched- we did Grinch commentary. Oh, yes, 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 yes. A commentary on the Grinch. But when will we do Digimon? That's what the viewers want to know. Hey, when will we listen, Digimon, Digital on, Monsters, Digital on, Card? It's on the list. And we'll get there, okay? On a list? Yeah. You know what else was on the list? What? My hopes and dreams. Your kiss. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Do you know that song? Because you're yes, but I'm trying to get the right pitch and the right melody in my head. Great. I just played two songs that Juan didn't know from the 80s and 90s. I'm sorry that I literally didn't grow up without TV until I was in 8th grade. Um, okay, no. Okay, that was a joke. But besides the fact, I honestly never listened to music until like I would go to California with my cousins. And then anytime that I was over there, they would always put on the radio because iPods weren't invented yet. Um, and like, we didn't want, like, we wanted to share the music. We didn't have Walkmans. Um, and like, it was that era where Ponda Replay and Rihanna was just like on the radio constantly. Oh yeah, that was and, like, like, it was like Sean Kingston and like Rihanna, but like on a loop. Like there was no one that ever played ever besides those two. On when the was that? Like 03, 04, 05? Yeah. When was her, her album that was like something, something sun? You know that album? <laughs> <laughs> something something sun yes i spelled rihanna wrong <laughs> i always have to say rihanna rihanna that's right what does ponda replay mean <laughs> yeah music of Some... the sun is that album music okay. of the sun um something something sun something something sun i knew okay that. that that was an iconic era because it literally was like Ponda replay, uh, what's that one that's like? I put a gun upside your head. Hmm. A Rihanna. That song? other real? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know you sang be it for me before. I love. But I don't it's remember. It's just 
I don't want to take a gun and put it to his head. Wait, can I win? I don't want. What is that song? Anyways, um, like I said, episode 180, and uh, we're gonna be talking about death. Death, really? Yeah, the the uh, the beloved classic 90s film, My Girl, is what we're talking the, about today. The amount of hints that got dropped throughout this entire movie, there was no turn, there was no stone unturned. They said, he's allergic to everything, comes back later. That casket is really small, comes back later. Him knocking down that wasp nest, comes down later. They said, her mood ring, comes back later. He's going to die, we need you to prepare yourself. We need, every time they dropped a hint, like, I don't, can I show you my notes real quick? Mm -hmm. I need you to see this. I need you to see. No. Is that what that says? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, he just wrote no a bunch throughout his notes. No, not Nixon. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Um, Yeah, so are you ready to get into My Girl? Everyone be prepared. Because spoiler, if you haven't seen this movie from so many years ago. Macaulay and if you character bites the dust. He doesn't just bite the dust. He gets bit and turned to dust, he if you want to put the it hive, like that. You might say. Oh, that's the new term. Also, what has been with the resurgence of like my girl lately? Has there been a resurgence? Everywhere, everywhere that I see like Instagram stories, Twitter posts, it's my girl everywhere. Or the fucking gif of him like Let's put him out. Home alone. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's just get into the movie. My Girl is a 1991 American coming-of-age comedy drama film directed by Howard Zeef, written by Loris Elfwani, Elfwani, starring Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Macaulay Culkin, and Anna Klumski in her first major, uh, her first role in a major motion picture. The movie tells the story of an 11-year-old girl in Madison, Pennsylvania, during the summer of 1972. There was a book based on the movie written by Patricia Hermes. There was a sequel. You never hear about that, do you? What, a movie or a book based on a movie? A movie based on a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. The one that you were going to say. The sequel... uh, There was a sequel that came out, My Girl 2, in 1994. And we'll talk about that. Oh, Um, we will. So going back, the director of this is Howard Zeef. Uh, who directed many a things, My Girl and My Girl 2, um, but also did movies like Private Benjamin, which I have heard of, with Goldie Hawn, which I've never seen, but I've heard of. Goldie Hawn, the original queen of King Kong? What? I only know that she's the King Kong lady because you guys always tell me that's who she is. What? Isn't Goldie Hawn the lady who got kidnapped by King Kong? <laughs> In real life? In real life, IRL. 
I don't believe she was in a King Kong movie. Who the hell is Goldie Hawn? She's Kate Hudson's mom. Who's she's Kate in Hudson? Overboard. She's in um, First Wives Club. Death Becomes Her. I'm in a parallel dimension. Great. Um, she was not in King Kong. But anyways, uh, so that guy directed this movie. Um, this movie was released on November 27th, 1991. A little fall film, a little thanksgiving type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, some dude named James Newton Howard did the music, and I guess he's done the music for Pretty Woman, Space Jam... Dinosaur, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Treasure Planet, King Kong, 2005. <gasps> I don't know any of those movies. The Hunger Games. The Horn of Plenty. Yes. Anyways. Um, so like I said, this movie came out in November of 1991. The budget was $17 million. What do you think the box office was? You literally said a number, but all I heard was The budget was seventeen million dollars. Oh ooh, seventeen million. By what 17. I could seventeen. Seventeen million. Okay, so from what I could understand from these IMDV reviews that I read, this movie was really well uh what's it called? Re- received. Really well received, yes. So I want to say it it quintupled its money and made at least $100 million. Correct. It made $121.5 million. God fucking is so close. <laughs> Every time um, I get so close, I have to re-record it. Yeah. Um, the original title for this movie was Born Jaundiced. Which is the first thing that Veda says in the movie, was I was born jaundiced. Okay, they were going to name this movie Born Jaundice. But then they realized we can't name it that. And then there were a ton of different um, like ideas. Like one was I am woman. Um, the other one was some, I got killed by bees. There were some other ones that I'll read in a little bit. Um, the movie was filmed in Florida. So that's mm, fun. Yes, Florida. Shooting Florida for Pennsylvania. Also, originally the movie had a PG-13 rating, but then they the producers like appealed that to the MPAA and they got the PG rating. So wait, why was it 13? Um, probably because it is like dark and deals with death. They do say like shit and like a couple other things, maybe. Okay. Do they well, say yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the film has a 53% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Juan's favorite reviewer, Roger Ebert, gave the movie 3.5 out of 4 stars and said, The beauty in this film is in its directionist. There are some obligatory scenes, but there are also some very original and touching ones. This is a movie that has its heart in the right places. Okay, okay. Okay, Roger. Um... And uh, let's get into the a trivia. Um, I looked at the trivia a already, trivia. so I know that they talk about the different names for this movie. Um, oh, oh, it stopped loading. 
Oopsie daisy. Um, one of these trivia facts does have to do with Brian Grazer, the producer. He works a lot with Ron Howard on movies. Um, mm-hmm. So here's the story about like Brian Grazer and like all of the other movie titles that were in the works as the title of this before they landed on My Girl. Um, so to change it from Born Jaundiced, uh, they the producers offered a $500 incentive to whichever Imagine Entertainment employee would come up with the best alternative. Uh, $500 doesn't seem like enough. I mean, but you'll hear who got the money and it's like, well, he shouldn't have gotten it anyway. He's he's like one of the head people at this company. Like, this is his company. Oh, it's God. him and Ron Howard. Spoiler alert. So he paid himself. Brian Grazer gets the money. Um, yeah, so some of the the, line, the titles that people came up with were Morning Glory, but Morning like, oh, I'm sad, I'm in mourning, you know? Okay. Um, in Lieu of Flowers... Because of the dad's poem or whatever. And just like the idea of like funerals and stuff. Uh, Dearly Departed. Veda! Exclamation point. And like I said before, I am woman. Uh, So what, just like an Avita kind of thing? Where it's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so Brian Grazer is the one who came up with My Girl and then I guess took the $500 or maybe was like, never mind, I don't need it. All of my underpaid <laughs> employees should have gotten this instead. Um, I don't think he would say that. I don't know. I don't know the guy. But that kind of goes off of, like, there's so many movies where they, the title has nothing to do with it. It's just based on a song. They just do that to, like, because they're like, people will remember this because it's a song. Like, What a Girl Wants, that title has nothing to do with that movie, you know? They could have named that See, something else, but they just made it that because of the song. What a girl wants, what a girl needs, because you associate it with that, and then it gets in your head, and yeah. And like That's my girl lazy. plays in the movie, but like this obviously could have had so many other titles, as we see. But just interesting. I was waiting for someone to say, "Oh my girl," That's my or girl. you say that. Yeah, that's my song. That's my song. Um, yeah. The house that is used as Veda, Veda's house is actually a bed and breakfast in Florida, Bartow, Florida, where they shot, but it closed in 2013. So you can't stay there anymore. Because everyone realized bed and breakfasts um, aren't great. The kissing scene was Macaulay Culkin's first on-screen kiss, and it took Anna Klumski and Macaulay Culkin 15 takes to do the, the kissing scene, which they hated. Um, they're children of course they're gonna hate it um the screenwriter said the film was inspired by a childhood friend that lived in a funeral home did they also die jamie lee curtis uh instituted a swear can like a swear jar on set to prevent trucker talk as dan Aykroyd called it Aykroyd said in an interview it was five dollars for this word and ten dollars for another word and by the end of the movie the kids had about five grand in there Oh, I've heard about this. It was in Jamie Lee Curtis's like timeline. Who was it that does that? Vanity Fair or someone? Yeah, the, like the little like rewind yeah, shit. Yeah, where they talk about all the things they've done. Yeah, she talked about how she she gave them each like a can when they did the last scene, and she said, "Go fuck yourselves," and she gave them the money. 
So mm-hmm. have fun. Um, let's see. Blah blah blah. Bill Murray and Steve Martin were considered for the role of Harry Saltonfuss, the dad, but they were busy filming other things. I don't think they would have worked well in this film. Yeah. Chevy Chase was also considered, but he didn't have no. much experience in dramatic roles. Uh, Elijah Wood was considered for the role of Thomas J, but because of Home Alone and like Uncle Buck and like how popular Macaulay was at the time, they were like, well, we got to go with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> what are we I was going to say because of Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> no, at this time, no. He was still just a small boy. Um, let's you see. mean a dwarf? No, a small boy. What is he in that movie? And Wasn't he... They're hobbits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite movie, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Ew, Smudge. The Dwarf, The Desolation of Smaug. Um, Veda doesn't wear a dress at all until the final scene in the movie. Oh, yes, when she goes to this. Yes, yes. And she goes to read her poem. Um, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about any of that. We're getting into spoiler territory, but we already spoiled for you that Thomas J. dies. So sad. Um, because of the scene where Veda and Thomas J. become blood brothers and mix their blood together, the British Board of Film Classification insisted that the film carry a warning to children against performing such a ritual to prevent the transmission of HIV. Literally, when that scene came up, I was like, where did I write this? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I don't know, but I literally wrote, like, no, sis, blood poisoning. It looks so gross when they do it, too. I don't like when people do, like, even in It, when they do that, like, whole, like, cutting scene with with the blood oath. I didn't see it, but I've seen people do that. It's in, like, spooky movies. And yeah, they held hands and I was like, Mm. Um, as you pointed out, because they foreshadowed the death so often, um, Thomas J. Thomas J.'s death is foreshadowed when the small coffin is brought into the funeral home and and Veda asks, is that for a child? Um, It's also Mm -hmm. foreshadowed when uh, Shelly offers them chocolate and we find out he's allergic to chocolate and everything. And when they first encounter the beehive, and then when they're running away, he says, run for your life. And he should have taken yes, his own Yes, because saying advice. run for your life. Well, he, he should have ran for his life when he oh, went he, back. Oh, he is such an idiot. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I wrote that down. I was like, sis, why are you over here like, ah, 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 when you should have literally. Okay, you know what's funny? I remember a video game when I was growing up where you would literally get chased by bees and you would have to run and jump in the water like you would like they did in this movie. I forgot what game that was, though. Might have been Kingdom Hearts 1. Okay. Um, One thing that changed in the novel adaptation was that when Harry tells Veda that Thomas J. died from the honeybees, that scene is extended in the book and Veda knocks over her fishbowl, which wasn't in the movie. Okay, I was gonna. I thought she was gonna be dramatic with that fishbowl because, like, they make it so such a like the the again everything in this movie always gets used somehow. So I'm like, oh god, this fish is gonna die. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that fish died when they were fishing. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if that's yeah. also supposed to be foreshadowing. I never thought there's about a that. lot going on here. I, just thought it was, I mean, <sighs> I just always think of that as Thomas J just being like nice. Thomas J knowing his friend has trauma and no one's listening to her. He was like, I'm not going to like tell her that she that we fucking killed this fish today. So I'm going to say it got away. Um, reportedly, fans of Macaulay Culkin protested heavily against the on-screen death of his character in the movie as they felt their young hero should not die in a film. Great. Fucking great. My hero, Macaulay Culkin, should have died he because he needs to like, home alone. Who's... I can't think of anyone's fan base that d- would do that. Like, Who? Like, you're allowed to die in movies. Like Timothy Charlemagne's fan base? You don't think Timothy, Timothy Charlemagne's, like, would be like, why would you kill Timmy? No, actually... I'm sure he does die in something. Yeah, Little Women. Well, doesn't everybody eventually... When all the little women stab him. That's that was the director's cut that Greta Gerwig just released. Um, <laughs> yeah, they took out the hydro flask and they added in that scene in the movie. Um, hydro flask. Remember, or wasn't it a hydro flask that was like left in the background? <laughs> um. Anyways, due to Due to character, the character of Thomas J's death towards the end of the film, the producers and studio were at first reluctant to cast Macaulay Culkin. So they were also kind of like the fans, like, should we not? Um, well, no one knew. This is an original screenplay, right? Yeah. but Then how did anyone know before? Fans probably just like found out by word of mouth. Oh my god. Some fucking they probably like heard that, that he dies and then they were like, oh shit. We can't see this. Um, So anyways, so they worried that the film's box office performance could suffer because parents wouldn't take their kids to a film where their favorite actor dies. Um, And also worried it would upset the kids if their hero from Home Alone. People really looked up to Macaulay Culkin this much. I know he was like like, the... Macaulay Culkin's my everything. I know he was like the it kid... Of the 90s, but, like, y'all really were, like, standing this hard. Did he have the first, like, I mean, fandom? Like, obsessive fandom? Like, like, like weird, like, like, VidCon-level fandom? Yeah. Where they're like, ah. I, Okay, I got a VidCon email the other day, and it gave me the trauma that Veda had in this movie. Oh, my God. Everything flashed back, and I got so worried. First of all, I also get VidCon emails like every day because they're trying to do like digital VidCon right now, which is funny. But your audio just did the thing you said mine did earlier where it went, oh, that was scary. Ugh. Did a ghost just pass through our our devices? It's living in our microphone. <laughs> um, anyway, so Elijah Wood was briefly considered, but Macaulay Culkin's father was very controlling of his son's decision. Like, well, he was just very controlling of his son in general. And so he was like, cast my kid in this role. Um, Or I'll kill you. And so they did. And uh, $59 million domestically, a dramatic. Okay, so the film grossed $59 $59 total. (laughs) Just $59. $59 million domestically, um, which was. A drop compared to Home Alone's two hundred eighty-five million domestically. So not as successful as Home Alone, but it still made a ton of money, like against its budget. So 
Okay, sis, but like that's Home Alone. Home Alone's a Christmas movie. Like it's gonna get more stuff. This one's a darker movie. Not everyone. Also, it's like about a girl, and you know that a bunch of boys are gonna be like, I don't want to see this movie about girls. So, well, I was gonna say I just didn't like. I didn't like. What's your name? Well, we'll talk about the... I don't like Veda a lot. We'll talk about the movie in a minute, okay? I'm just getting to my last trivia part, which is something you and I discussed recently, is that the movie shares similarities with Doris Buchanan Smith's 1973 young adult novel, A Taste of Blackberries, most notably the bee sting allergy. And someone dies in that one movie too, right? Yeah, remember you and I just talked about that recently. We were like, I was surprised that we had both read that book because no one I knew read that book. Okay, but here's the tea. I never read it. The teacher read it to us in my class. Oh, that's right. You did say that. You did say that. Um, Yeah. Okay, Juan, what's your history with my girl? Never seen it. You had never seen it, but you knew that he dies in this. I knew that, yeah, I knew that someone died from bee stings. Did you know it was But you know why? Yeah, but I knew, I think because of, like, again, this, like, weird resurgence that happened with My Girl recently, where, like, I just saw it on everyone's, like, feed. Everyone was, like, watching My Girl, and they were posting that fucking picture of him getting stung by bees, and I was like, is this what this is from? How recently? Literally, during quarantine, everyone's been watching My Girl. That's so weird. Because I'm not even joking, I've seen it the most in the past couple, like, two months than I have ever seen it in my entire lifetime. Maybe it was streaming somewhere. I mean, we watched it on Stars, but maybe it was on, like, Hulu? Netflix or something? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, it's having a weird resurgence right now. Because what kind of... It's not like it it's, is. like, an anniversary. No, and it's not like everyone's... Maybe it's because, like, there was those... The, the Killer Bee things. The Super <laughs> So everyone went to watch that movie. Everyone was like, oh my god, remember when... <laughs> No, I don't know. Or maybe, I was going to say maybe Macaulay Culkin like was talking about it on his podcast or like posted something on Instagram, but I don't think that many people keep up with him. I was going to say, I don't think people like are super fans of his podcasts or podcasts in general. But maybe, maybe we're wrong and his obsessive fandom from the 90s is back. Maybe you're following (laughs) everyone from his fandom. His fandom is alive and well. That's so interesting. Um, That's just what I've been observing lately, and it's been weird. It's been kooky crazy. It's been kind of strange. Just from, like, scrolling through his Instagram, he hasn't posted anything about my girl. So I don't know, sis. Maybe it's the gays because it's been a lot of gays that have been posting about this. What did you say? I said maybe it's the gays because it's been primarily gays that have been posting about my girl. Do gays love my girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's your thesis defense for grad school. Do that. Th- I don't gays. know this movie like. I don't know. This movie isn't very queer at all. Okay, but let me tell you, it had the opportunity to be. Had the opportunity to be. Um, but, I mean, like, 
there's like no there's nothing there's, there's no like, sexuality in here at all except for the the dad dan Aykroyd, and maybe. jamie lee curtis otherwise well, i was just gonna say dan Aykroyd. i love dan Aykroyd. Oh. <laughs> dan Aykroyd is a big like alien parallel dimension like you thought ghostbusters was him acting ghostbusters was him living his true life like Dan Aykroyd believes in ghosts, believes in, like, UFOs, believes in, like, abductions. Dan Aykroyd is the paranormal. Dan Aykroyd is paranormal. Okay. Um, my history with My Girl is that I watched yeah, it. Yeah, let me know about that. I watched it sometime in, I think, high school. Um, I, I think I was going through, like, a phase. No, I think I was... I think I was, like, looking for, like, a bunch of 80s and 90s movies I hadn't seen to watch. Because you've seen all of them. Because I had seen, like, you know, like, by that point, I had seen 10 Things I Hate About You. I had seen Clueless. I had seen, I don't know what else. But so I was, like, what are all these, like... Ferris Bueller. Yeah, what are these other movies I could watch? And then I found out about, like, Heathers, and then I would watch Heathers. Or I found out about... um can't hardly wait and i watched that uh and i found this one as well um interesting and i think i just i ended up buying it i bought it for like five dollars at target uh because i would always see it at like that five dollar section at target at the end of Mm -hmm. like the like home section the bin no it wasn't a bin it's like the rack that's like oh yes 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 so they always they would have like that the scooby-doo movies that's how i bought chicago they would uh, always have like random movies there, like The Adams Family, just like random, mm, like mostly. How dare you call that random? Just like mostly like kids movies is what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. And then Chicago, <laughs> everyone's favorite kids movie. <laughs> A child's film. Um, but yeah, so I just like grabbed it there because I was like, I didn't have Netflix at the time or anything. I wasn't renting things digitally or anything so i was like oh i'll just go buy it for five dollars and go watch it uh so i watched it and i loved it um unlike you i loved veda fell in love with her as a character um are you okay i guess i don't i get sorry i'm like getting really like sleepy um i'm just upset um i guess i don't hate veda i just hate her situation (laughs) Mm. I hate what her situation has done to her. Because it's too relatable? Yes. <laughs> you don't think I had relatable moments in this as well? Um, you don't think when I when she goes to the doctor's... Doctor... Dantes? When she goes to the doctor's office every other minute, you don't think I wish that were me, but I don't have health insurance? Mm-hmm. You don't think when she had a panic attack... That you don't think that was me? I'm dying, the bee stings. Um, But, okay, so I watched this movie, loved it. And then I was like, oh, My Girl 2 exists. So I was like, okay, I gotta watch My Girl 2. And then it happened to be on, like, not stars, but, like, the stars, like, Encore, which is, like, free, like, Mm -hmm. not free. It's still digital cable, but, like, it's not, like, stars where you have to, like, subscribe to it. Yeah. Yeah, so luckily it came on... My uh, my girl too came on there, so I watched it, and I remember hating it. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Obviously, Thomas J's not in it; he dead. So <laughs> I was like, "He's in it still." <laughs> um, Somehow, well, you know, they could always do like a flashback or something, but they don't. So the story. Why the hell? 
the story yeah. in the second one is that uh, Shelly is pregnant and there's going to be a new baby on the way. Um, and then uh, Veda <laughs> gets a project at school where she has to write about someone who she's never met and who has like achieved something great. And so she wants to write about her mom. And what has her mom achieved? What did she, she do? She figures, I'm sure she did something. She's got to be incredible, right? Um, so she like doesn't have any info about her mom. And so she goes to uh, L.A. because her mom is from L.A. She goes to L.A. to visit her uncle Phil, who now lives there. Her uncle moved in with... With the plate in his head? Her mo- he, he moved in with the mom from Richie Rich. He's living with the mom from Richie Rich. Um, mm-hmm. And... So and that woman has a kid. So now like those three are living like at this place, and then Veda, um, you know, was doing research. Darth Veda. Veda, Darth Vader's doing research all over town to figure out who her mother is, some details about her, whatever. And this the the boy who's like around her age is like going with her to help her. And I fucking hated this boy when I saw this movie. I was like. Fuck this kid. He's not Thomas J. Like, this is some bullshit. But he also just dies at the end as well. No, and the the one time they do talk about Thomas J is that she's wearing the mood ring. And mm. um, there's a scene where they're at, like, the... I just re- re-watched the movie last night because I hadn't seen it since then. So that's why mm-hmm. it's, like, fresh in my head. I didn't just remember this it's because so of fresh. my, <laughs> my so angst fresh. about it. Um. But they go to the La Brea Tar Pits, and uh, he's like... The La Brea Tar Pits? Yeah. And she's... Uh, I've been. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Oh, you've been? Cool. I want to go there. It's right next to Lakma. Oh, cool. It's in the Runaways comics. <laughs> they go to the La Brea Tar Pits. Anyways, um, he's, he's asking about the ring, and she's like, oh, it's from my friend. Like, he was my best friend. Like... It's really special to me. And then he, like, tries it on. And then he he's, like, running around with it. He's like, ooh, come get it, come get it. And then he, right? And then oh I remember being so furious that, like, he drops this ring in the tar pits. And Veda fully, like, starts climbing the fence to, like, go run and get it in the tar Like, she's climbing and he, like, pulls her down. She's, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I have to go get the ring. And then he's like, this ring? Like, so he didn't really drop it. But that... So what the hell fell in the tar pit? He, he just had played, like, oops. Like, like he had dropped it. But I remember being so fucking furious at this kid. If I Especially was Veda, I would have kicked his ass right then and there. Never seen him again. Right. But so he basically is, like, her love interest in this. But... No. It's also weird because he's... Because the whole movie, Uncle Phil and his, you know, like, girlfriend are having issues because she wants him to, like, propose. This guy keeps mm-hmm. flirting with her and he and she's like, well, you, it's not like you have, like, asked me to marry you or anything. She's like, figure out what this is and then you can, like, tell me to stop, like, talking to guys and stuff. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Pause. Right the fuck <laughs> then and there. You're dating someone, you're obviously dating someone, but then they want you to propose, but then it's like, well, you're not proposing, so I'm going to start it's flirting like with someone else. It's like a whole thing. It, Can, their relationship me? was interesting. Um, That's toxic, it, it was mama. interesting. Like, right then and there, I would have been like, okay, bye. Because his whole thing was like, we live together, like, 
you you and your kid are like the most important thing to me like of course we're like serious and everything but she's like you never take me out on dates you, you haven't like asked me to marry like all this stuff so just you know classic issues but so i mean that's communication and in the end of the movie he does ask her to marry him with the mood ring not with the mood ring but that means that this boy from the tar pits this boy that has been going all around town with veda and they've kind of developed crushes on each other that is now her cousin is now her step cousin and at the end of the movie, when she gets back on the plane to go back to Pennsylvania, um, they kiss. And then he's like, write a poem about me. And she's like, I'll write ten. And then, but it's like, you just kissed your, your step-cousin. It's very and clueless, I mean, like you're not, very cruel intentions. Yeah, like you're not related, but could you imagine a family function where it's like, and they fully oh here they are they fully have a conversation about it where they you can sense that they like have probably been developing crushes on each other but they discuss they're like so if that like if he asked her to marry him like you we would be cousins right and they're like yeah but we wouldn't be blood like we'd be step cousins or something and they're like oh okay but I'm like no <laughs> it's still no 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 that's too like familial it's very interesting but um and then shelly does have the baby she has a baby boy um boy and uh that's and then at the end they play my girl again i think <laughs> because they're like my girl too i guess still my girl okay but that's my the summation of too. the second movie which is not what the episode is about and i know i just spent a long thank time you. talking about it no 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 no. thank you because like this clears a lot of like <laughs> imdb reviews we're talking about i was like do they hate it or love it i can't tell but i remember hating that movie when i first saw it because i was so pissed that it had i was so pissed that there was only one mention of thomas J. Because, like, he was such an important part of her life and everything. And it was because of the, the fucking ring. And it was the ring. I was just... But obviously, it's like, what are... It's not like they can make the whole movie about him. Um, but rewatching it last night, I don't hate it as much. I'm like, this is fine. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> so... This is okay. The redemption has come around. Um, but anyway, I guess we should get into the My Girl. No, we're not going to get into your girl. So, born jaundiced. <laughs> jaundiced. So, we meet. Actually, born jaundiced. Why don't you talk about it? You were born with jaundice. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I only remember because you texted me and were so worried about Beyonce's twins who were born with jaundice. And then you asked your mom what jaundice was and you found out you were born with it. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, that's the backstory about how like I was born with jaundice. <laughs> I thought jaundice you died. Um, anyways, so this movie starts off with little Veda and she's just she's talking, she's she's talk talking. She's always she talking says, to the camera. I was born with jaundice. Yeah. Oh And that's it. She said, I was born Oh my fucking god. She said, I was born with jaundice. I once sat on a toilet and got hemorrhoids. Mm -hmm. I swallowed a chicken bone and now I'm going to die. Also, I have breast cancer. Hi. Yeah, she's a hypochondriac, basically. Um, 
which not basically fully which as like thomas J will point out later that like probably has to do with you know living at a funeral home and seeing death so much um and not being able to like freely talk to her dad about it yeah and her dad is very used to her saying like i have this i have that like you see that she says i think i have cancer and he's like whatever like he doesn't take it seriously obviously um so it's 1972 in madison pennsylvania um we have veda charging some boys to come into the funeral home one of these boys is from the sandlot who is it Okay, that crooked-eyed-looking one? It's the one with the curly hair. Who says shit? Yeah, the one that's like... Yeah, he's like... How do, is he the one that's like... He's, what does he he's say? He's the one that repeats everything. He's wearing the Richard Nixon pig. Pig? Richard Nixon was a pig, but like... <laughs> he's wearing the Richard Nixon pin. Oh, he is? Yeah, he has like a little like Richard... Rich, Nixon and Richard. I think it was his running partner. His running mate. Richard Nixon he ran little, with Richard someone? Richard Richard? Richie Rich? Richard Richard. Um, I don't know. But yeah, that Sandlot kid history. is in there. But um, And Thomas J is, uh, he doesn't want to go inside. And they're all like, you're too scared. You're a little, you're going to go play with your dolls. But then these little bitches run away scared run. when she pretends that Grandma is a ghost. What the hell was that? What? It, okay, what does Grandma have? Is she like... It's never like said she's just really catatonic right like she just is like not there um i don't know it's never it's never like mentioned what she says and then the Mm -hmm. actress unfortunately did pass away after this movie so she's not in the second one so we we just never know Mm -hmm. what she has um okay dad and arthur arthur who is i think like the only black person in this movie Oh, fully. Um, Dad and Arthur are working on a, you know, just a dead body in the basement. Uh, a dead body. A prostate cancer corpse. Oh, my God. And it's his old teacher. Once the cancer hits your prostate, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, and Veda is like, you can see like she, she's like an only child. Her dad does this every day. She's like not mm-hmm. getting attention. She's also like is having to deal with death in a weird way. She's, like, trying to talk to her dad and, like, is singing with Arthur. And the dad's like, right on, get the fuck out of here. Can you fucking leave? I'm working on my dead, my dead teacher's old junk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Shelly. Oh, my God. Devoto. When I tell you that Jamie Lee Curtis stepped a fucking foot out of that little trailer thing, I said, of course. Of course he we said, had to have this iconic do, do, woman do, do, here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, do, 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 do. He came out of. The, I had to take a second. Though. He came out from behind the camper and tried to stab her. He's still following Michael her. Myers. Could you imagine if in like the back scenes of like My Girl, you saw like Michael Myers? Can someone edit him in? <laughs> For, like the <laughs> Into carnival every scene, movie that she's ever been in. The carnival. Her in Freaky Friday <laughs> when she's playing guitar in Freaky Friday. He's on. And the he's side in the audience going. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, anyways, yeah, so she plays Shelly Devoto, who is a makeup artist that saw a flyer for a makeup artist job, and she's like, I'm ready to work, and the dad's like, these are dead bodies, just so you know, and she's like, what? The flyer didn't say that. Um. Have you ever seen a dead body? But she's down to do it. She's like, I'll take care of these people, they deserve it, they're dead. So. 
They said the only thing they got now is their looks. Is their looks. So she's down for Damn. it. Damn. Um, and this is when we get our first hint of child death. Oh, yes. This is when the child's coffin comes in. And then Veda's fully like, I love how this is why the dad sucks. He like skirts around the question. He could have been like, yeah, kids die. Like He's everyone like, can no, die. No, of course which not. Is like, kids were It's for really die. small people. Yeah, no. Um, they, I was like, what? Do, little people? Veda and Thomas J ride their bikes to the doctor. And this is uh, where we see that the doctor is like, there's nothing wrong with you. And she's like, the whole medical industry is a crock or something like that. She becomes an anti-vaxxer in the future. Confirmed. Anti-vaxxer? No, I think she's trying to get vaccinated, but people won't let her. She'd be like that type of person. Oh, she's like, I need a second flu shot. And they're like, you've been in here for three days straight. Yeah, of course she would get vaccinated. She'd get vaccinated as many times as she fucking can. She thinks she has everything. I guess, yeah... Um, would she though do you think maybe she does like what if she does like a full 180 on it and she's like well nothing is true the medical scene is a lie blah 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 she's definitely more she's like past all of this in my girl too there's no mention of like her thinking oh that's the whole fun of this one (laughs) yeah but like it's supposed to be that she grows at the end of this one so Mm, it makes sense I think my girl too was useless (laughs) My girl too is cute. It's just this girl trying to find out stuff about her mom. Um, anywho, we meet Mr. Bixler, who is uh, Veda and Thomas J's teacher, and he is fixing up his house. And he is like, I'm going to teach a creative writing class this summer. This is gay. Veda- this is where they could have been gay with it, but they were Oh, this is when you because, want a gay character. Because let me tell you, the whole time when he when when Veda's like, oh, because he Do never want to get married. Would you ever have a wife? He answers so codedly, where he's like, "Well, you never know. One day I could, you know, fill this house with a cat, a dog." Yeah. And so I was like, "You gay man, you have big old gay orgies in this house. That's why you're sprucing it up." Mm. And then turns out at the end of the movie, out of nowhere, he's like, this is my fiance. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? Yeah. I mean, maybe he does date a man in the future. We don't know. Maybe in the 80s, he goes wild. We don't know. Um, but at this point in time. I thought him and, this, and, the, and the hippie in the, in the, in the classroom <laughs> were going were gonna to get together. Um, at this point in time. We're going to finger bang. Veda has a crush on him. Um, which we know because Gross. she rides her she bike home. She pulls out that picture of him. <laughs> she rides her bike home, puts on a record, and sings, Bill! This is <laughs> what I do the a picture, picture that I have of you. How cute you sing the Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. song, Sarah. I, no, I just go, I, I go to it and I say, I'm a Bill, that Bill song. I'm from. just a Bill. Yeah. Um, but that's the only part that I know. At dinner, Shelly joins the family for dinner. We have Harry and Phil just like talking the whole time. Veda is lying on the floor and she says, I think it's Pretending my prostate. to be dead. And Grandmood yeah. starts randomly singing, I've got a rhythm. 
And so Shelly is like, what the fuck is this place? She doesn't know what's this going on. This is the chaos that I want to bring to any occasion. Like, mm-hmm. this is, honestly, you've never been to a party. This is what a party feels like. I've got a room. This is, Listen, if Grandma This is the chaos and confusion. If Grandma and a little girl lying like she's dead on the floor at a party, I would go. But it just doesn't <laughs> happen. It's a drunk girl lying on the floor. That's no fun. Needs to be and Grandma is just me, a hypochondriac. Going, I was born by the river. Yeah, river. Um. Yes. Anyways, so that's just her little taste of like, what is this family? Um, Shelly meets Thomas J, and we see that the other girls are teasing Beta about like hanging out with him. And those little girls would be dead in a river if I was there. And um, one of the three girls is Judy, who. Seems to be like nice to her. She's like, maybe she you could is- come play sometime. And the others are like, fuck you, Judy. Is this where the term good Judy comes from? I doubt it. I've never heard of that as a term. Okay, well. I've heard. She's a good Judy. Okay, well. Um, but we'll see Judy a little later. And also, Judy is in the second movie, but it's like obviously not the same actress. But Judy is I hate it. is her best friend in the second movie. But she's I was gonna ask. There's only a couple scenes before they get to LA where Judy is seen. Um, anyways, so this is when we find out that Thomas J is allergic to everything, and we see the mood ring for the first time, and it's always black. Because maybe she's always happy. You put me in a bad mood. Beta also has a great line here where she says, I only hang around with people that are intellectually stimulating. And then Thomas J just smiles. <laughs> He's like, that's me. That's me, I'm smart. That's me. Um, and then Veda's uh, like, how do I get $35? I want to take this writing class. And Shelly's like, ask your dad. I'm sure he'd love to give you mm-hmm. writing class. Like, help you get there your dad would give you anything because he's your dad and then veda asks well before she asks him um uh we have the part where veda accidentally gets locked in the basement her basketball goes down there shelly closes the door and then veda like has a panic attack and she really that's right here yeah oh i guess it's it's after she asked the dad and he said no and the dad's reasoning was like, two weeks ago you wanted to play violin, this time you wanted to do this. Like, you're always wanting to do things. Like, yeah. you're always changing your mind. Why should I pay $35 for something you want to do now, but you might not want to do next week? You know what's funny, though? The dad is a capitalist pig. <laughs> the dad's a tuba he's watching player. Some... He's watching... The dad's a tuba player. He's watching, he's watching... Um, All in the Family. He's laughing at Archie and Bunker. The... They're, yeah, he's watching some anti-communist propaganda. It's all in the family. <laughs> Is that anti-communist? That was a real show. I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> anyway. They just said Walter Cronkite, and I said, we have a school somewhat named after him, but not really because of legal issues. Anyways, um, so he doesn't give her the cl- the money for the class. And then she gets- He doesn't give her the class. He does. <laughs> and then she gets locked in the basement, and then Shelly finds her and- is like comforting her. when she starts singing. Do I Deo means Deo. That's what I sing when I have a panic attack. No, she sings Do I Diddy Diddy Dum Diddy Do. Uh, and then Shelly tells the dad, she's like, 
I think she's like confused about death. Like what's wrong with her? And he's like, don't tell me how to raise my daughter, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd gets so pissed because he knows he's wrong. He knows he's fucking up. He knows he's not doing great as a papa. He knows, he knows he's just not aware and he's not acting on it. Um, we have Shelly's camper where the kids get to take a look inside there. They're talking. I hope you know I was just rambling because you were drinking. I know. Water. I figured. Thank you. Um, they're looking at her romance novels, her softcore porn Ooh, novels. Sexy. Yes. Um, and uh, we see that Shelly has a cookie jar and that there's money in it, not cookies. Who stole the cookie from, from the, the cookie, cookie Veda stole some cookies from the cookie jar. We, you and I have never sung that before. Like, I didn't... I always think that these things are just things I know, not that, like, they weren't, the like, national, population. like, nursery rhyme type of things. Because sometimes <laughs> I learn weird things. You're, like, your ass is over here, like, Little Bo Beep has lost her sheep and doesn't know where to find it. You don't know you don't that? see that? I don't know what that is. That's a Mother Goose one. What the hell? No, I don't know that. I just know who stole the cookie from the cookie. <laughs> but you're right. Veda did steal the, the cookie. I was the clown. Because Veda steals some money. Money. I guess $35 from the cookie jar for her class. Sis, she looked like she had more than $35 in that cookie jar. I saw some hundreds and maybe like a 10. I know. She doesn't steal all of it, though. I know. That's just crazy how much money... She doesn't put her money in the bank. Yeah, no. She says, I'm just putting it here for a rainy day. And you know what? That's how Michael Myers buys his knife collection. He just swipes that money from the cookie jar. <laughs> from the cookie jar. <laughs> Veda took all the money, not just the $35. And when she walked out of the camper, she saw Michael Myers and he said, can I have the rest of it? And she said, sure, I only need $35. <laughs> And that's why he comes out. He mimed it with the knife. He said, do, 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 do. And she said, yes, here. She's like, yeah, sure. I only need 35. So she takes the writing class. And Mr. Bixler, at first, he's like, this is for, like, adults, not for kids. But everyone in the class is like, no, let her in. This is cool. She wants to be a writer. I dig it. They're all part of that, like, counterculture, like, movement. Yeah, especially. Except for, like, that one dad. That one man who gets offended by everything justin and uh Rhonda say mm-hmm. yeah i saw the guy who played justin i saw him on golden girls and i was like that's that okay. hippie from my girl <laughs> anyways so she reads a poem uh about ice cream and it's it's just very like cutesy it's not saying anything and, and mr bixler's like i want to see your fears and secrets like you need to dig down deep and then she's in her head she's like i think i killed my mother I literally screamed right there. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? This baby gets gets deep. He wants to know her secrets. And in her head, she's like, I got a fucking secret. I think I fucking killed my mom. I killed my mom. Let's talk about it, Mr. Bixler. Then we have the blood brother scene, which we talked about earlier. Um, Dad invites Shelly to bingo. Bingo. And Shelly... does Veda's makeup? We have that scene. Uh, I want someone to sit. I'm so jealous of Gerard. <laughs> I 
for like being able to like to just do that drag makeup. You know how relaxing it is for someone just to like do your face. No, just to like paint away at it. Oh my god, I love it. Have that a feeling. sibling do it. They don't have my skin cone. Cone. They don't have my foundation. Um, we have Veda and Thomas J in the garage. They find a phrenology chart. Which did? Who did they say that? It was Grandma's. It's Grandma's, yeah. It was Grandma's. So she used to be in that field, I guess. She used to be. She used to be. Uh, what's it called? Uh, a flim flam man, but a flim flam woman. I don't know what that means, but more importantly, they find a photo of Veda's mom, who looks just like Veda. And then they have a conversation where they're like, "What do you think heaven is like?" And then they're talking about that. Um. We have Harry's brother giving Harry, like, advice about his date. And he's like, women's lib is in. Like, don't hold the door for her. Be a dick. That's what you do. It's the 70s. Punch her in the coochie. But this is not uh, the person to listen to because it ends up... He got a plate in his head. It's not going well for him. Um, Because Harry goes on the bingo date. Um, Veda is upset, so she and Thomas J go spy on Shelly and... Veda's not upset. Veda is jealous. And Harry, um, and she yells bingo when they almost kiss. And then and a fight breaks out. She instantly gets a fight between old people. Old people be fighting. That's just how it goes. Um, yep. Oh. Oh, wait. Before this bingo scene, it's when they do the blood oath. I said that already. No. We already talked about it. Yes, I did. Oh, at the beginning of the podcast. No, I literally said the Blood Brothers scene, but we already talked about it, so I moved past it. Did my brain just fast forward yeah. and like not? But you know what does anything? happen is um, right before Veda yells "Bingo!" Here, Shelley says, "You can be in a room with the hundred men," and I said, "Gaga stole you, this." You can be in a. There can be a hundred people in a room. Gaga saw this and stole that from Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, when they get home, when Harry and uh, Shelly get home. Harry's like, I took some bad bad advice from my brother because she's like, are you mad at me? And he's like, no, I just thought I was supposed to be an asshole. And then... uh, Who wants that? She's like, how did your wife die? And then we learn it was from childbirth. They kiss. So there's that. This kiss. And then he steals some cookies from the (laughs) cookie jar. We have the writing class where Justin and Rhonda do the group meditation. Oh my god, send your fucking vibes into the room, mama, hold my hand. Not right now, because COVID, but (laughs) that shit was it. Feel my aura. I don't think I'm allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) We have the 4th of July barbecue, and- Oh god, when they open that scene with just, oh, say can you- I literally fucking screamed, not this mama, they do this twice- Twice. Two dudes show up, and we don't know who they are, but one of them is Shelly's ex, and I think the other one's his brother. Um, they come for the motor, ho- the motor home. They got, the yeah. husband is like, this is mine. I got in the divorce. And she's like, But no, before they not. get to go talk to Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Myers, <laughs> and he stabs them. No, um, but Harry does punch him. And he tells the brother, like, I'm going to fucking bury him if he, do- if he does this again. So get him out of here. Cute. Yeah, yeah. That was... Do I? 
Do I have a crush on Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> I thought you said you did earlier. Um, Uncle Phil. No, he just believes in aliens. Uncle I Phil tells Veda like he thinks Shelly makes her dad happy and how good this is for him. Mm. She's like, "What? No, it's not." And he's like, "Yes." She it says is. <laughs> She says that shit about her uncle, where she's like. He went to go serve in yeah, the Korean Vietnam, War. Yeah. He came back with a plate in his head. He was never the same before. Something, something, something. I'm like, did she just read a poem? <laughs> it sounded very poetic. All I hear is Hello. talking behind me. That's fun. Oh my god. It's a ghost. No, it's my dad. Um. Anyways, so... Yeah, yeah. Doctor's office. Um. She's... Round two. She's back in there. Think something's wrong with her. We have Thomas J in the waiting room who gets a water gun out of a, a, a big syringe. ass syringe. Yeah. Did your Did your parents ever have to give you medicine via syringe? No. Not like injection, but like put the syringe in the bottle, pull up however milliliters. It, it was it used to be like liquid medicine, and then it would be like and like shoot that shit in your throat. No, I don't think so. Okay, because I have vivid memories of my parents having to... Well, that's how I had to... Actually, that's how I had to... Remember when I got pneumonia? Uh, yes. And I died in Christian's office? Okay, mama. That was the closest <laughs> I got to dying. Leave me alone. Um, I used to... I had to take a... an a, Not adrenaline. What's it called? Like a, a, a shit... I had to take steroids mm. for my throat. And I had to pull them out through a syringe and go... <laughs> And, like, shove, shoot that shit down my neck. And I said, ooh, mama, the memories. Mm. Your parents never did that to you as a child? Like, with, like, the pink I don't think so. Juice? No, by that time, we just had, like, the things you can pour it into to measure it. The cups? Yeah, or, like, the thin little, like, test tube-looking things with the measurements. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe... Is it a Hispanic thing? Hispanic listeners, did your parents ever used to shoot fucking medicine down your throat with a syringe? Let me know. I'll ask my grandma. Um, yes. Ask your mom. See if your if if your grandma ever did that to your if mom. If she did it to her, and my mom said, "I will never do this to my kid." So yeah, <laughs> the trauma. Or maybe it did, but I just don't recall. Maybe it happened when I was younger. Ask John. I don't know. Um, anyways, but this is when that n- nurse person at the front desk is like. Ask Why Thomas do you think she J, comes yeah. in here all the time? And then Thomas J is like, because she deals with death so much. So, you know, that saying, if you can't beat him, join him. Beat like, him, join him. It's em. just easier to do that and everything. And I said, so why? Really scary. He knew. The power of Thomas J. Ugh, what an idiot for not running from bees. Very wise of Thomas J. And it's interesting because he seems like he fully understands that, like, Veda has issues. Isn't sick, and like every time they go, he's like, it, he probably knows this isn't nothing's really happening to her, but like he doesn't like push her about it. Yeah, which I guess is nice. It's not like I can put blame like on him and be like, you should have helped her deal with her trauma. Like he's a child. I mean, it's not his trauma to fix. It's not like he's involved in it. Yeah, he's a child. Like he doesn't need to. <laughs> do anything but support her i guess it's truly it's not veda has daddy issues because daddy is not the best um short and simple who needs to fix this problem dan Aykroyd. 
Vader and his aliens. Veda and Thomas J are in the woods. They find a beehive and they say, "Let's knock it down." Oh my Idiots. god! No. Why would you do this? No. Kids will pull this shit at my work, not with bees, but like they'll just be like, a "Let's ki- let's step on these ants. Let's kill this bug." And I'm like, "No." Like what? You said, you say you step on these ants. I step you on don't your think- face. Yeah, I'll kick like, your ass. Yeah, they didn't do anything to you. We're outside. Like this is their home. Yeah, you. They're minding their business. You mind yours. Listen, if a bug comes into my house, I'm probably gonna kill then it. Then it's on. I'm probably gonna kill it. That's just the way it is. Do 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 do. That's just the way it is. But if <laughs> if I'm like outside, like I'm in their the domain, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I fucked up. That's on me. I <laughs> slipped and that's on me, okay? <laughs> if a hornet gets me, that's on me. Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. That ain't the hornet's fault. It's not their fault. If a bee stings me, I guess I pissed them off. That's my bad. What if what if there's a what if there's a beehive in your house? Who wins there? Ew, like in that movie. <laughs> Remember in Sixteen Wishes there were bees in the vents? If there were yes. a bees in my house, I mean, in that situation, if there was like a lot of bees, I'd probably just get out of my house. Then it would probably be like an exterminator thing, which means yes, they do also die. But bees are no, bees are, no exterminators. You call the replanters. I was gonna whatever, say, bee, I was gonna the bee movers. Bitch, I was gonna say like bees in particular, like oh my god. You, now they're coming at me from every fucking direction. <laughs> they're in the ceiling. I swear to God. With bees in particular, that's a situation where, yeah, you need to... Because we are losing them so much, you gotta you gotta save them. But, like, mm-hmm. if it was, like... Wasps. If it was wasps or if it was, like... Um, termites. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, termites... You gotta exterminate, like, get him out. You dead, bitch. Bad bugs? I hate bugs being in my house. If I see, like, a cricket, get out. You stomp the yard. Crickets in particular are really gross. I think grasshoppers are, like, more handsome than crickets. Okay, the other day, I was saying the same fucking thing. Because I saw a cricket in my bathtub... And I was like, I don't want to kill it because crickets, Mulan, good luck, that whole shebang. No, I hate crickets. And I was like, how do I get it out of here? And I touched it and I flicked it out of the bathroom and I was like, but then I remembered, I'm like, I used to go around and like catch grasshoppers. That's a a child thing. Like fully touch them. Playing with bugs and stuff. What the hell? What's with... Yeah, I think crickets, disgusting. Grasshoppers, iconic. I just don't like bugs in my house. If I see one outside, like like I said, whatever that like I'm in their home. But like if if they mm-hmm. come into my home, that's when I have an issue because I just feel dirty and gross. Like bugs are living with with me. How would you feel if I started growing moths, like like the guy from Silence of the Lambs? Growing moths. I mean, yeah. they're similar to butterflies. Listen, I, I'm. I'm not going to be over to your house for, like, five years, apparently. So, like, grow whatever (laughs) bugs you want right now. Anyways. um, Okay. Let's see. So, yeah. So, they knock down this beehive. 
because they're idiots. And then they run and jump into the lake because they're like, they're going to chase us. They jump into the lake. Um, mm. We have the carnival scene where Veda finds out that Dad and Shelly are engaged. And she <sighs> takes out her rage uh. through some bumper cars, as you do. There's that scene right when we transition into that like sequence of them at the at the at the carnival when uh when S- Shelly is that her name? Yes. Hi, I'm Shelly Duvall. Mm-hmm. Um, when Shelly Polly goes like, my friend's got nymphitis, and I said, and in my head I was like, nympho, they're nymphos, and I didn't understand. What was happening there for just a hot minute? Thomas J. Um, hears from Veda about the engagement. And she's, he's, like, positive about it. He's, like, I don't even remember what he says, but he's just, like, cool about it. But she's still upset, and she's, like, staying in the tree all day, pouting up there. Um, mm-hmm. we, G-man. Veda, later, she gets her period where she says, Oh, my gosh. I'm hemorrhaging. I'm hemorrhaging. Something I still say to this day. Um, uh, this is one of the best parts of the movie also because she um, she like has that talk with Shelly um, and I guess Shelly also says like the birds and the bees like talks about that with her mm-hmm. um, but after that whole discussion she's like nothing happens to boys like it's not fair and then Thomas J comes over and he wants to play and then she says don't come back for five to seven days and I love that I think that's very funny um mm, that was good grandma disrupts a funeral or she starts what singing. the fuck was this and then dad gets mad at veda he's like you were supposed to be watching her even though dad the whole time was like making out with shelly i i got so mad at him because he yeah he gets so mad but like and then when like shelly was like you need to talk to her like blah blah like she tries to like Talk to Dan again and be like, hey, can you, like, you need to talk to your daughter. You guys need to listen to each other. And he still, like, is very dismissive of everything. Because Veda has trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Veda believes in, like, finite love. Where she's like, what does she say? She's like, how can he love me if he starts, oh my god. If he starts to love her. I'm like, oh, Veda, you have much to grow. Um, And so because of seeing um you know shelly and the dad like kissing so much she's like what's the big deal with kissing i don't get it and she asked thomas J, like have you ever kissed anyone he's like no so they're she's like maybe we should do it just to see what the big deal is so then they they do their famous iconic kissing um where afterwards she's like say something it's too quiet and then he does the pledge of allegiance um and then uh they're walking home, and they say goodbye, and then Thomas J. says, Veda, would you think of me? And she says, for what? And he says, if you don't get to marry Mix- Mr. Bixler. And she says, I guess. <sighs> yes. And that is, sadly, the last time that they see each other. Because what the hell does he do? Because Veda, her stupid ass, drops that ring... Next to the beehive. Okay, but he was the one who said let... Isn't he the one that said let's kick... Let's knock it down? They both fucked up. They both fucked up. (laughs) They're both stupid. As much as... Okay, as much as Veda is such a, like, hypochondriac, germaphobe, crazy death lady, like, 
the blood elf. She does some wild the bee thing. things. Jumping off into the she, lake. Hi- beating, oh climbing up in the trees. She is insane. She's like a daredevil, but like doesn't is still like afraid of like, like illness. Yeah. I don't want to die, but also I'm going to jump. But this is very sweet because Thomas J goes back into the woods because she left the mood ring there. She had dropped it and lost it. So he goes back there to find it and he does find it. But while he's there, mm-hmm. he also he sees the beehive again and kicks it. Like taps it. I guess to be like what the hell? Like to make sure that there's nothing in there. Like why would you do that? You idiot. Thomas he J. He also doesn't have ears. Idiot, like how do you bastard? <laughs> how do you not hear like bees? You know what I mean? How do you not hear it everywhere? They started coming out slowly. It all just happened so fast. Oh it happened God. so fast. So he finds the ring, picks it up, and you see he's starting to swat away some bees, and you see the glasses hit the ground, and once the glasses hit the ground, I'm done. I know it's that over. it's done. <sighs> it's over. We lost them. And the I was the police come over and tell Dad. We don't hear, but like and then we Dad assume gets sad. the worst. Mm-hmm. Dad goes and tells Veda, and he just and Veda's like, "I'm gonna kick his ass tomorrow." He, yeah, he's just like stupid ass playing he got with bees, stung by some bees, and she's like, "He's okay, right?" And he's like, "There were just so many of them." Um, he never flat out says like he's dead, which is another thing of him not being able to like talk to her about it. He's skirting over the issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, Veda runs to the doctor. Not over. Ar- Skirting around. Around? Yeah. Um, Veda runs to the doctor and she's like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. She's like having a panic attack. She thinks, panic attack, she thinks she's like being stung by bees. Very interesting. Um, Judy comes to the door, Judy. checks on Veda, and uh, she's like, I just wanted to make sure Veda was okay. I heard about Thomas J. And Shelly's like, I'll tell her you came by. Um... Veda, That's how you know that Judy is such a good person. Veda, <laughs> Veda has uh, been in her room for a day. Um, All of this happens in just wait, a day? They say a day. All of but, this transpires in a day? But how would the funeral be the next day? That's what got me fucked up right now. I mean, they had that child's casket. Either, either they had an opening and were able to fit the funeral in the next day or she was in her room longer than a day for weeks i have no idea anyways um who the hell knows and this is when shelly is like telling harry stop hiding everything don't ignore the living Mm -hmm. especially your daughter is what she says Ooh, get him and he still ignores her yes because veda finally leaves her room she's like listening to the funeral from the staircase and then when she goes into the funeral and sees him, she starts crying and yelling. She says the famous line, he can't see without his glasses. And then the- That's what Velma says. The, yeah, it's true. And the dad, like, I, like, I feel like there's a way, because he says he's gone, sweetheart, he's gone. I feel like there's a way to say that without sounding like he does. He just says it in a very way- What of, does he say? He just says it in a way that sounds like, just 
shut up, like be quiet, like not here, don't do Can this. Can you shut the fuck up? He, yeah. He just seems very like aggressive with it, whereas Shelly seems more like she's trying to comfort her. Like, I don't know, like I, like even, it's not like the mom, like Thomas J's parents in the front were like upset. Like they know that those were, those two were best they friends. They were like great like, friends. Yeah. It's not like she was like, how dare this girl come and like make a scene in this funeral, like. She, like, understands. So I don't get why the dad... It seemed like the dad was just more concerned about, like, his... His business yeah, his, and his reputation. His, yeah, than her feelings about Thomas J. And, like, Yeah, he's acting like he, if he had to take the grandma away, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's still kind of shitty. Veda runs to Mr. Mr. Bixler's. And at first I was like, why isn't this bitch there? <laughs> And then he says, I'm on my way. And I'm like, why were you so late, bitch? Arriving late? Because he had to get his fiance. Well, then she but should also, show okay. up late by herself. You don't just waltz in late. Sorry, I'm late to the funeral. Did, did I miss anything? This isn't like an open house. Like, they're reading shit and stuff. <laughs> yeah. What is it called when awake? it's just like you walk in, you leave? Yeah. Where you have you some wake, snacks. You wake up. Yeah, this oh isn't God. a wake. wake snacks. I've like, never been to one and I never want to be to one, but. Anyway, so she runs to Mr. Bixler. Did you say something or did you just freeze? You've been freezing and like, I've just been waiting for you to get to the end of your sentences. It's really fun. Oh my God, I'm so confused. I was going to say that I'm mad at the dad when he like runs after her and he just stops running after her. Yeah, he could have kept running. Like. Yeah, she would have outrun yeah. him, but still. But yeah, he he get, she gets to Bix. She gets to Bix, <laughs> Mister Bixler's house, and then she says, <laughs> "Like Justin, isn't it like Justin and Rhonda say I should say what I feel? Talk about my feelings. So yeah. like I love you, and he's like, I love you like my daddy loves but, Shelley. Yeah, and he, and then he, you know, trying to figure out the right thing to say. He's because she's like, I want to move into this big house with you." And then he's like, I think your dad would miss you. And then we see that. Yeah, he's trying to not be like, you're a child and I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. And uh, we see that he has a fiance and he's like, this is my fiance. <sighs> and she's like, no, no, what? Poor Veda, like one thing after another, like just, she's just freaking out about so much stuff here. And she runs to the willow tree. Um which we'll hear more about later. And she stays out there for a long time, so long that the police are looking for her. They've been looking for her, like, all day and night. And finally... Wait, way to go, Veda. And finally, <laughs> she comes back home, and Shelly's like, oh, thank God. And Dad is out there searching for her. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why, like... I know there's no cell phones, but isn't... you think they would have, like, a police officer with him who would, like, have a walkie-talkie so that they could communicate. Nah, dude, this is a full-on, like, 1970... Well, you have to remember... You're frozen, I don't know what's happening. Uh, you have to remember, like, this is, like, the 1970s where, like, people are barely starting to, like, understand, like... Like, again, that whole concept of, like, serial killers and, like, trying to find a body and, like, trying to find people where, like... It would just be, like, people, like, randomly searching and not, like, organizing everything. It just seems so unproductive to, like, send everyone out and not be able to communicate... Because, like, he comes home and that he's was, like, oh, she's been here for hours. I didn't know. 
That was the 70s and the 80s. That's another mama. thing is these kids, like, Veda and Thomas J, like, these kids just get to, like, run around freely and, like, ride their bikes That anywhere. was the 70s and the 80s, I know, right? Mama. But, like, think about that. Like, mm-mm. That didn't happen. When, I get so scared being outside in general. That didn't happen when we were growing up. Like, you think my mom was going to let me just ride around town? No. Around the town, not even in the block. She the wouldn't even town. let me run around yeah. on the goddamn block. That's not happening. <laughs> I wasn't even allowed to play outside. Exactly. Um, anyways, so she comes home and Veda uh, is with Shelly and she tells Shelly, like, I stole the $35, but, like, I'm going to pay you back. And Shelly's like, dedicate your first book to me and I'll just forget about it. doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But they have, like, a whole nice scene. It's like Veda has come to, like, love Shelly. Veda's kind of like, fuck yeah. my dad. <laughs> Shelly's my, like, my favorite now. Oh, my God. Veda, I want to be a Veda one day and just, like, go to a funeral and then make it all about me. Like, run away, cause a scene. Yeah. Like, let my heart fully pour out to someone. But don't do that. But she, finally, when the dad gets home... She says, did I kill my mother? And he is talking to her about it. Yes. And he's basically like, no, these things just happen. Like, because she's like, the bees killed Thomas J and I killed my mother. She's like, I am the bees. But. And then she, then flashback to her birth and she comes out with the Michael Myers masks. That was, that one was too far. That one was too far. <laughs> okay. That one. Um. So Veda and dad, um. In the uh, one of the last scenes here, uh, they're like eating and they run into Thomas J's mom and they talk to him and uh, the mom gives Veda the mood ring. She's like, he had this on him. I figured you might want to have it. And it's blue now. And the mood ring is blue now. Because his body was so cold from dying that it turned. Well, what does blue mean again? Mood rings are fucking whack. Who they're always like. I don't. I feel like they're always different for like. I don't know. I've had a mood ring, but it didn't. I never knew Whenever, what they meant. When I had a mood ring, it was always like green, blue, transitioning all the time, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" It was does a. This it mean? was a, it's just a rainbow. You got scammed. Um. This says blue. My is, mood ring just said gay. Is like calm and neutral, and it's also the most common color to see on a mood ring other than green okay and so what are the other colors i feel like well mood rings in general are a scam we know that now <laughs> they just they just aren't they determined by like body temperature they, yeah isn't it just heat yeah so me out in arizona i'm in love <laughs> look how red it is sis is just hot um but yeah, so that's where she gets the mood ring, which, like I said, she wears in the second movie, and that little bitch almost drops in a tar pit. Um, and this is where Veda says, like, my mom will take care of him, like, he'll be okay. And then she's like, thank you. Um, and then in the writing class, uh, Veda shows up in a dress for the first time in the movie. Mm-hmm. In a red dress. Uh, and she reads the Weeping Willow poem, which really gets me right here. Mm-hmm. And um, Hunger Games, Weeping Willow, really gets me. And she, she, because she was like, I can only stay for a minute. So she just reads her poem and leaves. Doesn't hear anyone else's. Who needs to? 
And then she goes and rides bikes with Judy. And over the narration, we hear, like, things are looking up. Like, oh, my God. Dad and Shelly, blah, 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 blah. And then the weirdest twist of the movie is, and Nixon got re- re-nominated. I screamed again. I went, no! Oh. Um, yeah. Could you believe if that poem that she read at the end was just the ice cream one again? <laughs> I like ice cream a whole lot. It is great when it gets hot. Oh my god. On a cone or in a dish, that would be my only wish. Only wish. <laughs> I want ice cream. I also I'm want have ice cream. i a parfait cream. later. But yeah, what an interesting twist. I don't think, I'll say, a lot of like letterbox reviews of this movie were like, this movie was ruined when I found out at the end that she's a Republican. Like, it ruins the whole movie, all this stuff. <laughs> Which I think they're just trying to be funny. But I will say, I don't think Veda is a Republican. She's a child. And I think, if anything, maybe Harry is. And she just grew up and was told, like, Nixon's great. And so she believed it. But especially judging oh. from how yeah. she, like, turns out to be in the second movie... Yeah, no, she wouldn't be a Nixon supporter. Harry Foley is, yeah, like a communist. No, not a communist. A, a capitalist, like, believer and, like, diehard American, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> mention that. Cause it, but it is such a weird thing to end with. And Nixon was reelected. Goodbye. And I get it. It's supposed to be, like, a, a joke. And, and there's also... I would hope so. Well, and it's because it's obviously this movie was made in the 90s, post-Watergate and everything. Like, we obviously know how Nixon fucked up and everything in so many ways. But it's like, oh, that's supposed to be like the last joke of the movie. It's like, things are looking up. Nixon got renominated because it's 1972 and we don't know shit yet. Anything. Um, but there is mention of, um, in the second movie... Not only is there mention of, like, Nixon and Watergate, but also, like, Nick, that boy who is, like, her step-cousin or whatever. Yes, she, like, kisses her step-cousin or whatever. But I will say some good things about that step-cousin are that he hates cops and Republicans. He doesn't, like, mm-hmm. flat-out say that, but, like, he points out something about, like, Nixon and how he, like is a liar and all this stuff. But there's scenes where they're talking to a cop at a police station and he's constantly, like, says stuff about the cop and, like, oh, yeah, you've, like, topped your country so much, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the cop goes as far to to tell Veda, he's like, you should lose this guy as a friend. And then when they come back, he's like, I thought I told you to lose this guy. He's like, I know I said some stuff, but we need some help, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, he's he's very anti-cop. So I guess there's that for the step-cousin. Okay, work, cuz. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. My Girl, the song, plays over the credits, and that's about it. Talking about my girl. Yeah. Did we... Was there another movie we did recently that had that song in it? Probably. This movie basically had, like, every fucking song. That we maybe used... No, My Girl specifically. I mean, the only one that I could fully think of would probably be The Sandlot. No. Or it might have been in there. I'm just thinking, I think I used it for an intro for an episode recently, but I don't remember. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, Let's do some IMDb reviews. 
IMDb. 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 Okay. So I have four reviews for us today because I picked the shortest ones because surprisingly all the reviews were exactly the same. All the reviews were either this is a childhood favorite of mine, me and fill in the blank here, would always watch it mm-hmm. and we cry and now watching it I always cry or we look away, blah, 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 so emotional, blah, 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 yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So same kind of like nostalgia, nostalgia stuff. But I found some really cute ones. Here's one called Simple But Great, written May 1st, 2011. Wait, what? No, May 13th. I can't read. May 13th, 2002. There. Mm-hmm. So, a simple movie, I think. But the story are so neutral. We blend into the life of the character. Nothing worse than losing a best friend. My tears run down. It's so touching. Was that a poem? I don't fucking know because there's literally ellipses everywhere that I paused. <laughs> the way that you read it sounds like a poem. The way they wrote it makes Was it look like a poem. <laughs> it broke the 575 structure for sure. All right, here's another one. A story that made me deeply moved and cry. What I can say is that it is good. I seldom cry when watching a movie. It music is almost wonderful. I like My Girl by The Temptations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the next one. <laughs> this has got to be the worst movie I've ever seen. My Girl, written October 1999. My Girl goes from being cute comedy about a little girl and her friend Macaulay Culkin to a romance. Plus, the whole thing with the dad being a mortician and the girl being obsessed with death is really disturbing. Plus, the ending is also very annoying. Like, they go from a potentially cute movie to a horrifying tragedy. I hate this movie. I hate this. This, that movie, this, that reviewer was me, but watching, not even really watching, waking up at the worst parts of Dead Poet Society getting mad and leaving. Are those all the reviews? Uh, I have one more, but I don't want to read it anymore. So that was it. Okay. Um, we do have one set of tweets from <gasps> Emily. Em- oh, Emily. Emily, here we go. Um, first, Emily said, wait, so is her grandma dead or not? She's Nobody alive, knows. but she's very, you know, stationary and most of the time sitting in a recliner. Sitting. Yeah. I don't know. Sitting on a quarter past three. Is that another nursery room? I don't know. But we like sassy frass. We like sassy frass. We like sassy frass tea. What is that? It's the it's the it's Q-tip girl from Zoe One Hundred One. I do know that. <laughs> you had to say it with a lisp, and then I would have got it. I can ship it in the morning, ship it in the evening. But did you know that before that, or is that from Zoe One Hundred One? That's from Zoe One Hundred One. Okay. That wasn't like a nursery. If it's before that, I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's another mother goose. Um, it can't be sanitary to live in the same place where you embalm all the bodies. Yes, actually, a lot of funeral homes double as a That's house. Like that show, Six Feet Under. It's like that fucking movie that we watched. Oh, the, the autopsy, autopsy of, of Jane Du. So are they ever going to talk about who the random middle-aged man was that they were jumping rope with? It's the <laughs> uncle, okay? Was it the uncle? Yes, it's Uncle Phil. He looks so different from that scene to the one at 4th of July. I'm pretty sure it's the uncle. Who knows? It's I don't think so. It's the dead body. Um, oh my god. Well, if you didn't want to kill the fish, then maybe you shouldn't have gone fishing. Well, that's a good point. Got him there, Emily. Even, yeah, even if you do want to throw the fish back, you just want to do it for fun. Know that that is, there is a risk that, you know. It's going to die. Something will happen. Um, I didn't realize bingo was such a romantic game. Juan. You can play sexy bingo. Juan met his third wife at a game of bingo. Yeah, and we're divorced now, so, like, who won? That meditation with her grandma while she was sleeping was the sweetest. I want the denim jumpsuit that Jamie Lee Curtis wears on 4th of July. Why would it, Why would you what? assume that a hive oh, yeah. of bees isn't full of alive bees? That bumper car scene is so disturbing. <laughs> Ugh. She's going for blood. Ugh, I forgot how hard the ending of the movie hurts. And that was the last thing we heard from emily i'm sorry emily no rating from emily but i understand it is a heartbreaker a tearjerker so it's hard to to put a rating to such a film but one i'm gonna make you do it so what are you rating this movie three a three actually okay no this movie was, like, good. I wasn't taking many notes because I literally was just watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching it the whole time. I want to give it a solid f- 4.2. Okay, 4.2. It was good. I liked it. I thought it was neat. I thought it was annoying. <laughs> I always say that if a movie can annoy me because the characters are, like, getting on my nerves, it's because they're so good at playing that character. So, yeah. Okay. Would you watch again? Like, I'll watch a dumb movie and be, like, bored, but I won't be annoyed. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry? Would you watch again? Yeah, like, maybe in, like, six or seven years. Okay. Um, well, I have, ever since I saw this in high school, I've always said it's one of my favorite movies, like, in my top 50. And I'm not saying that to be, like, it's in my, according to my calculations, it's probably in my top 80, but I don't really know. Your brain going... No, it's because I literally, like, on my letterbox, I have a list of my top 50 movies. Like, my favorite 50. Um, oh. So it's not like I am constantly, like, keep each other. Like, I have it on my phone. Like, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to just think of all the 50 movies, you know, that I love the most. Mm-hmm. But... I think this is still one of my favorites. I don't know. I liked, like, especially just from first watching it, I liked that it was, like, like so many 90s movies were about, like, teens or talking animals. And I liked that this was neither of those. Because I like those movies. I love Homeward Bound, and I love, you know, Can't Hardly Wait. I love 10 Things I Hate About You. I love 
never been kissed. She's an adult going into high school, whatever. But I liked that this was like a serious movie about like a girl. I wish it was written by a woman because I think it seems like it was written by a man. If I think I think we said it was written by a man. Um, this was a story of a girl. This is a who story probably cried of a, a river girl. and drowned the whole who world. Cried a river and drowned the whole world. Um, why didn't they just call it? If that song had come out before this, story of you a know girl? they would have called this story of a girl. That would have been lit. Why haven't they named a movie that since then? Fuck my girl. I want story I'm, of a girl. That let's make better. it now. I'm sure people will understand the reference now. This is a story of a girl who cried a girl. But that's the whole movie. It's just like a big music video. Um, I just think it's different. Like, you know, kids movies were never this serious. If you compare like a Little Rascals, which is great. Excuse me? The last Mimsy? Uh, Excuse me? Bridge to Terabithia? First of all, people did. I did see people on Letterboxd comparing this to Bridge to Terabithia. One, I never saw it. We are going to do it for this podcast, though. So everyone get your fucking tissues ready. But, oh, God. And also that came out in, like, the 2000s. So for a 90s movie mm. to be, like, a kid's movie, but to Brave. also be so, like, serious and have, like, this over, <laughs> like, this theme of death um, was interesting. And I love Veda Sultanfuss. Yeah. First of all, great name. I think that's a very cool name for a kid to have is Veda Sultanfuss. Um, yeah, I just love this movie. I don't know. I think... Like, I, I wrote down four stars for my thing, and then I was like, should I... Is that too high? Should I do three and a half? I just don't know what to give it, one. I don't want to do the in-betweens like you. I'm just not that give kind of Give it a point girl. five. Point fives are fine, but when you get into your point six, seven, eights, nines is when I have a problem, sir. That's what... Okay. That's not how things okay, work. Okay, pop off. Okay. Um, Listen, Mama, I've seen things win and lose by a tenth of a point, so what now? Like what? Um, Marching band? I'm just going to give it a superior with distinction. No, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a. I'm gonna give it four stars because I wrote it down, so that's how I felt in the moment, and that's just what I'm gonna give it. Um, okay. But I love now my girl, love Anna Klumsky. I love her on Veep. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, she's still she's an Emmy nominated actress now. Like she's very funny on Veep. She's done other things. Um, Who is she on Veep? She plays Amy on Veep. Uh, is that like her like assistant person? Yeah, I mean, everyone around okay. her is, everyone around Selena, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like an assistant, basically, because she just yells at them for things to do, but... But the main blonde Yeah, one. she's the blonde one. She's like the only one that's like, competent. <laughs> she's yes, the one that, yes, I know. I, I see that, that. Um, that Selena probably yells at the least, but... I mean, remember, I only got to watch two episodes <laughs> because you fuckers rocketed into space with that show okay well anyways she's great and then um i just watched an interview like it was on like the golden globes red carpet or something but she and uh jamie lee curtis took a photo so they're still like 
good friends and the, there's a moment oh, where like she, they're good Judy where like Anna Clumsy get, is getting interviewed and then Jamie Lee Curtis comes in and is like hi and then she like gives her a hug and like kisses her on the cheek and Anna Clumsy is like runs away That's, she taught me everything like I learned everything from her blah 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 so and then in the middle of that interview you also see no but wouldn't that be fun Anna Clumsy should be in a Halloween movie what if she's another relative? Okay. <laughs> no, she's Michael Myers's like sibling Ooh. because he actually dies at the end of the newest one, and then it's her sister going. Anna Klumski is the one that Jamie Lee Curtis is yelling, saying, "Let him burn, let it burn!" in the teaser trailer mm-hmm. that just got released. Wait, there's a teaser trailer for that movie already. Yeah, I said this the day it came out. I was talking to you and Michelle. I guess you didn't listen to me. Or you know what? I don't think you were there. I think we were watching Field the Beat and you weren't there. But I asked Michelle, I was like, (gasps) like, did you see the teaser? I was like, isn't it a bummer? We have to wait a whole other, a whole another year for it. And Michelle was like, that's a bummer. Michelle was like, I didn't even know this movie was existed existed till today, but how dare they make me wait another year for it? Is it for Halloween Kills? Yes. Okay, you can watch it. <gasps> I'm gonna watch this later. Like, it's very short, but it looks very fun. I mean, from the two seconds of footage we see. Anyways, um, but yeah, <laughs> to sum everything I just said up, I'm gonna stay with four stars because that's what I wrote down. That's what I feel in my heart. And I guess now we can talk about the one, the only. Iris is our podcast artist, and we love her. And if you want to support her, go give her a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CreamsiclePanda. If you want to support her on Patreon, you can do so. Patreon.com slash CreamsiclePanda. Thank you, Iris. Yes, Hope you're doing well. Um, you can follow us everywhere uh, at Planet Weird Pod. By everywhere, I just mean iTunes or er, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Sorry. Getting ahead of myself. But speaking of iTunes, if you want to leave us a rate and review on there, go ahead and do so. Um, you can make sure you're following us uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on. If that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever, SoundCloud, to make sure you are subscribed, followed, so you don't miss any episodes. Um, YouTube, go search us, Podcast from Planet Weird. Wait, Mama, this teaser was dropped two weeks ago. Yeah, and two weeks ago was when I watched Feel the Beat with Michelle and Adrian. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I have lost all sense of time. I said it was when we were watching Feel the Beat and you weren't there. I said the day That's it what came I mean. Out. I felt like that was yesterday. months ago. No, it was recent. And like they wrote a whole Oop. thing, like a statement about like, we're sorry we have to delay it, but like next October. This is what's yeah, like yes, yes. It's not like they're gonna release it in like March. You can't release Halloween in March. It just yeah, wouldn't feel up. right. Anyways, um, on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed over there. Go search us. Um, Juan and I have been very busy this month because we have been 
playing pulling double duty because we have another podcast but next month we're gonna try to do more video things um so go make sure you're subscribed over there and finally if you want to support us on anchor that's a cool thing to do or you give us some money to say hey cool thanks for the good time and we say thank you just like we want to say thank you right now to the people that already support us that's emily palmer alexa pratt natalie hernandez and ivy Gramu. Right? Oh, glamour. Also on Anchor, you can uh, send us a voice message if you would like to. Um, so go ahead and do that if you want to do that about, you know, this movie or upcoming movies, which I'm going to mention in a minute. Go ahead and do that. Or you can email us, tweet us, whatever. Um, a couple things to mention here before we say our goodbyes. Um, queer podcast our other podcast all your friends are queer which is a mini series podcast that we've been doing all this month the final episode for now of season one um which is all about me yours truly your favorite lady podcast host uh from from planet weird um it's all about me so if you want to go listen to that um you know, search All Your Friends Are Queer. You can follow us at Queer Friends Pod. Thank you. You were the moment. For doing that, if you do that. Um, other things, we just put out our Feel the Beat commentary bonus episode. So if you want to watch Sophia Carson's new Netflix movie and hear our thoughts while you watch it, go sync up our track to the movie. What a fun time for you. Um, and before that, we released... Don't go- before that, we released uh, the fan fiction episode we did. So if you haven't heard either of those things, no go God. check them out. Um, next week, we will be covering... We're still, you know, in the summer movies. It's still summer, baby. And next week, we're going to be talking about the Mary-Kate and Ashley summer film where they go to God damn it. Italy. <laughs> That's right. It's When in Rome... Not the Kristen Bell when in Rome. It's the Mary-Kate and Ashley film when in Rome. Now listen, I don't know why this movie is so like limitedly available, but it is. I think it's only available to buy on iTunes. I'm sure you could find it other places illegally, but it's not It's not as uh, easily rentable for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what kind of monopoly uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley are trying it's to pull. It's the Olsen but or maybe you have the DVD, and you can watch it that way. But if you would like to, you know, send in your thoughts, go for it. We're gonna be recording that episode on Monday, August third, and for the rest of the month, you can look forward to these movies. Um, they go as follows: The Babysitters Club, nineteen ninety five, the nineteen ninety five version, um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And to round out the month, for the end of summer, Aquamarine. That's right, Aquamarine the mermaid. But where is Mamma Mia? Stop it. Um, so if you ever need to look back at what movies we're doing, there'll be a pinned tweet on our Twitter, at Planet Weird Pod, where you can see what days we're recording what. Usually it's just every Monday, but... Go there to be sure. Send us your thoughts if you watch those soon. Um, I know Sister to the Traveling Pants is on Netflix right now. The other two you might have to rent or find somewhere else. 
Same with one in Rome. But that's it. Should be a fun August of, uh, looks like girl power. All these movies are about girls. Girl power. There's a song from Bob's Burgers that I really like that I think it's called Girl Power. Sure. It's so good. Anyways, thank you everyone for hanging out with us, talking about bees and stuff. Um, We'll catch you next week when we talk about Italy and pasta and Mary-Kate and Ashley, I guess. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. We're not watching that. Remember, we're watching When in Rome with Mary-Kate and Ashley. (laughs) Um, But everyone, stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, Eat a banana. Unless you're allergic. (gasps) Yeah.